175. That was on your arms standing up right now? Well, that means this episode is for you. When you hear the word motorcycle, what do you think? Do you think of a loud asshole on a Harley? A sketchy kid on a crotch rocket? How about a tattooed hooligan on a dirt bike? Most people's minds head right to the negative stereotypes associated with that word motorcycle, and it's probably your fault. I've been the reason that people hate riders plenty of times. Some were jealous, but most were pissed that I was just being an asshole on a motorcycle. Fuck them, right? America. Well, not really. On today's episode of The Basic Vet, we're going to cover some of the allure and stigma behind those beautiful two-wheeled dealers of Darwin Awards. Welcome to The Basic Vet, the podcast with a beard, tattoos, and no fucks. It's politically incorrect, it's abrasive, it's unapologetic, and it's probably fucking funny. I'm your host, Shannon Smith. Here you'll find out what it's like being a vet on a day-to-day basis, the unspoken struggles you don't hear about, and some honest stories from my time in our beloved Marine Corps. So grab a beer and throw out all those fucks you've had in your pocket, because where we're going, you don't need any fucks. Okay, today's episode is very close to my heart. Motorcycles were not only a passion of mine, but my entire life for a brief moment. So I've got a little insight into the matter. Oh, by the way, I'm supposed to say this. If you're listening, follow this podcast here, or head to The Basic Vet on Facebook and Instagram and throw a like. There, I said it. Just go do it, please. All right, now even if you hate bikes, you have to admit that there is almost something mystical about them. Why are people so drawn to them? Why is it that some people simply can't imagine their lives without them? Well, here's my disclaimer for this episode. My riding career was only eight years long in total. That's it. So I'm just talking out of my ass for the most part, right? Um, Probably not. I'm not going to go into all of it, but in those eight years, I ended up in a position where I had a small effect on an entire state's worth of riders. A few of them are listening right now. You know who you are, and I say keep fighting the good fight. Riders are dum-dums. Make them smarter. Now, since this is a basic vet, we got to cover what motorcycles mean to the veteran community. I've taught members of every branch how to ride, and above 90% of them just had to do it. A few of them were just getting out of work, but that's like 5%. And try teaching them something. Tough crowd. Now, the reason why they had to do it was probably very similar. The rush. A lot of people are thrill-seekers in the military, and some are smart. 
We call those ones sir and ma'am. Don't forget that a lot of people also join the military for a sense of belonging, which is immediately handed to you with the key to your first bike. It doesn't matter what kind of bike you buy. Once you get it, you're in the club. You now do something that not everyone is able to do. You've got a leg up on those other peasants stuck inside of a cage with two unnecessary wheels. You ever wonder why you see riders chuck the deuces to each other? It's the club, bruh. They're in the club. And it's a cheaper club to join than the jeep crowd, at least at first. Now what are you going to do with your membership? Are you going to be an asshole and perpetuate the negative stereotype? Or are you going to help out by being an asshole where you're supposed to? Yeah, take it to the track, blah, blah, blah. But seriously, if you want to be a hooligan, there's a legal place for you to take your life into your own hands. And quite often, those places are well-equipped to handle the consequences of fuck-ups. I never crashed on the street, but I definitely tried. I pissed a ton of people off by ripping a dank woolly past them, passing them way too close, riding way too fast, riding with my middle finger signal stuck on, shit like that. One thing I always knew was that I was being an asshole. If the consequences bit me in the ass, I was ready to accept them. Riders will find ways to do good things in large groups as well. If you've ever heard of a poker run, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Usually it's a large group of riders that ultimately get donations for worthy causes. What's more conspicuous than a group of 50 loud motorcycles headed to a Waffle House? Great, now I want some hash browns smothered, covered, chunked, and peppered. Hurry up, COVID! I need my fix! Anyway, motorcycles have a way of bringing people from all races, nationalities, religious beliefs, branches of service, and walks of life together. A common bond that isn't shared by everyone, just a few who get it. It's kind of why you're listening to this podcast right now. It's also why a lot of veterans love riding. It gives that uniqueness, that feeling of a one percenter, and not the Sons of Anarchy kind, the kind that did something less than one percent of the American public did at the time that you signed up. And just like when you joined, what are you going to do with that membership to one of the most unique clubs in the world? Make them all look like assholes? Or have as much fun as you possibly can with it, while minimizing the unsuspecting public's exposure to the dirty side of what you do? Now speaking of the dirtier side of things, let's take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Broken Jarhead. Does this sound familiar? You signed up for this. This is what you asked for. 0400 hangover runs, barracks cleaning by the numbers, Blue Falcons using you as a step up. So, what's the problem? Jody got your girl? Does your poor little back hurt? Are your knees sore? Take an ibuprofen. Oh, you're depressed? Take an ibuprofen. You're mad your alcoholic gunny with seven kids and three divorces is telling you how to live your life? Take an ibuprofen and shut your sweet mouth. You better shit some morale and get back and fight. Broken Jarhead, here when morale is mandatory. Now, I'm particularly excited to announce uh, that Broken Jarhead has just released something that motorcyclists love, vest candy. Broken Jarhead now has pins that you can put on your vest. So if you're a rider and you're a veteran rider, go over to BrokenJarhead.com and grab your Embrace the Suck pin and throw that fucker on your vest. I just ordered mine, so once that thing gets here, I'll uh, put it on one of my riding jackets and get a picture of it for you. All right, now I know for a fact that I can't throw my leg over a sport bike and not go too fast on a public street. I also know that I can't get on a supermoto and try not to slide that bitch through an intersection or roll up to a red light on the front wheel. I just have to do it. The shit makes me smile. 
Now, I've now sold my rather large collection of bikes that I had at one point, but I still have one left in my dining room, just like everyone else, right? Everyone has a bike in their dining room. Now, motorcycles are never going to leave my life completely, much like everyone else that ever got that first smile once they learned how to make the bike go straight and not into a wall. I've seen that face on hundreds of first-time riders. As a matter of fact, the only job that I ever truly loved right up until the end was motorcycle safety. I remember going to work angry sometimes because I hate mornings. But as soon as those bikes started rolling, my smile came back along with my why behind the job. Now back to why veterans love motorcycles. If you look into the founding of various famous motorcycle clubs, you'll notice a common theme start to form. A lot of clubs are founded by military members. Go ahead and Google it. It's not always true, but it's true enough to start forming a stereotype. For me, motorcycles were in my life from birth. My dad's nickname was Harley John, and our neighbor at that time built and fixed bikes in his garage so you can put two and two together. Thankfully, I didn't get my first one until I was about 28 and slightly more mature. Hell, I did it backwards. I had a kid and then bought a bike right after. I guess it was a, a now or never thing for me. I didn't think it was going to take over my life completely back then the way it did. Eventually, motorcycles became what I was known for. Well, that and being an asshole. Actually, I think uh, the only two types of riding I didn't try were ice racing and trials riding. Oh, and sidecar racing. Those guys are certifiable though, man. If you feel froggy, go look up sidecar motocross racing and then brace for the pain. Every previously broken bone in my body hurts whenever I watch that shit. In a way, the motorcycle community uh, is a lot like the military. We all make fun of each other's branches, and even the stereotypes within our own branches get made fun of. Bikes aren't different in that aspect. Cruiser riders make fun of sport bike riders, and within those respective groups are their own stereotypes that are made fun of. Those are just the two most prevalent groups as an example. But just like vets have one thing in common no matter who they are, so do riders. A choice to do something different and dangerous. Whether or not you're good at it is another story completely. There are endless opportunities to get into a similar activity, but bikes are a lot more accessible than, say, skydiving. Riding has brought more joy to my life as a whole than really anything else has. Hell, there are people that I've met that only have one bike and they just travel. Now that isn't for me, but damn, is that ever the ultimate nomadic life. If all you ever do is drive a car, you'll never understand how we feel. Even a convertible is just underwhelming when you compare it to a motorcycle. But convertibles are way less, uh, deathy. Holding your own mortality in the literal palms of your hands is kind of cool, which is why I got so interested in how bikes actually do what they do physically. Think about this. When you want to turn left in your car, you just turn the wheel left. On a motorcycle at regular traffic speeds, that shit does not work out. You can't just turn the handlebars to the left and expect the bike to go that way immediately. Sure, it can, but it's way slower than if you turn the handlebars in the opposite direction that you want to go at first for a second. And that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to controlling a motorcycle the right way. So I'll just stop right there. I will touch on the subject a little bit more, though. There are plenty of schools, books, videos, blogs, websites, and different people out there that believe their way is the right way to ride. It's downright culty in a lot of cases, 
just like uh, a lot of uh, motorcycle clubs. Now, if you ride, you've definitely seen it. If you're going to ride, you will see it. Take in all the information you can and use what is useful to you. I never once got on my bike hoping to die, but I knew that I was asking for it every single time. Luckily, I never cashed in all my chips and kept learning new ways to ride. If you think you're a good rider, you aren't. I can't count the number of 40 to 70-something-year-old riders I taught that thought just because they've ridden for so long, they're good. Those were my worst students in 9 out of 10 cases. It wasn't my job to judge them. It was my job to find a way to get through to that dum-dum. It's not easy when all they see is a young guy that just said he's only ridden for less than 10 years. And for the instructors, if you think you're a good instructor, you're more than likely a narcissistic asswipe that would do anything to get views on YouTube like, I don't know, wear wigs and cross-dress while you try and build up your own little cult following in between harassing female students. Yeah, that's for you, buddy. Now, do you think your riding skills are awesome? Well, then you're one of the assholes. Do you think your bike entitles you to the entire road? You're one of the assholes. Do you rev your bike to try and intimidate other drivers? You might be an asshole. Do you listen to this podcast? You are definitely an asshole that I like. I'm not going to get into the safety aspect of riding and start getting all preachy. I'm not going to tell you to or not to wear a helmet. Just don't be an asshole so much and maybe take a class or two. Hell, if you live in Pennsylvania, they give away the training for free. All it costs is time and humility. Drop your pride and learn to ride. Oh shit, hey, there is your new replacement for the useless Live Free Ride Alive program slogan that some idiot came up with years ago here. Seriously, will you change that garbage already? It's as old as everyone in Abate. Alright, well, there you have it. You're probably the reason that people think motorcyclists are assholes. Actually, the reason people think bikers are assholes. I was the reason plenty of times, but not anymore. I'm still an asshole, just not on a bike. I want to just take a second to thank every single person that listened to the Basic Vet podcast during 2020. I know it got started late. Uh, actually, it started up in November of, uh, yeah, early November of 2020. And the small amount of growth that I've achieved since then is something I couldn't have imagined anyway. I started the whole podcast thing just to, you know, get a change of pace, get a new project, get off my ass. And it turns out a couple people actually listened to it. For those couple people, thank you. Thanks a lot. Go tell a friend. Maybe they won't like it, but maybe they will. And if you're listening to it and you haven't clicked those goddamn buttons in the social media area, would you please just go fucking do it? Get it over with. You're sitting here at the end of the podcast. You're obviously hearing me talking. Click a button. Unless you're driving. Don't click the button until you're at work or at home. Please. Okay. That's enough from me. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my night and play some Madden. Later. To everyone that listened to this podcast, thank you. Thank you for taking that time out of your day to listen to me bitch babble and complain. I really appreciate it. And all of my active duty friends out there, I want to say thank you for signing on that dotted line so that I can continue to enjoy my freedom and be a lazy fucker that just records his voice into a microphone all day and put it on the internet. And to those of you that say, just let it go, I say, fuck you. I'm never letting go of my commitment to excellence. And don't you let it go either. I'm out.